0: We're in Canada for today's GeoQuiz, 70 miles north of Toronto, to be precise, in a place the Canadians call a community, used to be called a village. That was back in the 18th century. Well, now it's an unincorporated area that straddles the town of Markham and the city of Vaughan. One of the earliest big shots here was a sawmill and tannery owner. His name was Benjamin Thorne. Then it was his last name, Thorne, that gave this community its name, or at least part of it. In the 1990s, the community gave birth to several rock bands. They included the Philosopher Kings and the satirical music group Moxie Fruvis. We're going to be talking with a member of Moxie Fruvis in just a few minutes. That's when we give you the answer to today's quiz.
1: I like to go out dancing. My baby loves a bunch of authors.
0: We so do we. This is PRI, Public Radio International. While scientists mourn the loss of a Nobel laureate, Canadian musicians are mourning the loss of Pierre Junot. When he was head of the Canadian agency that regulated broadcasts, Junot introduced a new quota that radio stations had to abide by. 30% of all songs played on the radio had to be by Canadian artists. That was the 1970s. The rule, called Canadian content regulations, is still in place. It has helped countless musicians get their music heard on Canadian radio. Brian Adams, for example. Like a knife. Yeah, it feels so right. Pierre Junot died yesterday at the age of 89. Gian Gomeshi is host of the CBC's Arts and Culture show Q. Gomeshi says it was the regulations that Junot fought for then that helped create the fertile ground for Canadian artists today.
1: Canada now has, you know, arguably the most successful music business in the world per capita, both domestically in terms of the impact that Canadian artists have in this country and in terms of the artists we export. And all of that was built on the back of CanCon regulations.
0: And that goes back
1: to Pierre Gineau.
0: CanCon meaning Canadian content.
1: Canadian content regulation, correct. In Canada, we call it CanCon.
0: What were artists, and and what was he up against at the time that he implemented these rules? I mean, why was there a need to raise the profile of Canadian artists within Canada? Is it because of this big music and entertainment behemoth to the south, meaning the U.S.?
1: You know, it's interesting. I mean, by the late 60s, um, there are number of Canadian artists who are starting to make major inroads internationally. So you've got the development of Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and Gordon Lightfoot and Leonard Cohen. Um the problem is to really have successful uh, successful careers they have to head south. I mean it was very difficult to be able to build a career by staying in Canada and living within the Canadian market. That's what Canadian content regulations uh were meant to change, and that is what they did change.
0: It was meant to hang on to people like Joni Mitchell and Neil Young where they would come to find success here in the U.S. instead. But
1: Another interesting byproduct of this was that it it actually changed the very spirit and culture of the industry in Canada to a position of confidence. I, I would argue that an artist now, a musical artist, and I, you know, I spent ten years on the road as a musical recording artist, and I would say that we have a confidence about us because of what's come before us. Just in the wake of, of Mr. Gino's passing in the last twenty-four hours, I've talked to promoters, managers, artists. All of whom say, I talked to an agent last night who's the, who's the vice president of the second largest music agency in Canada, and he said, me and my employees wouldn't be here without Canadian content regulations. We wouldn't have been able to foster what we have. And this goes back to Pierre know, and, and it's no secret that our big music awards show is named after him. It's called the Juno Awards, and this is why.
0: Jen, do you feel the same way since you were in this band? Um, and tell us the name of the band that you used to be part of.
1: Uh, I was in a group called Moxie Fruvis, and um, we started in the early 90s. And we were, uh, when I was, there was a bunch of high school friends of myself, and uh, we ended up performing and recording for about 10 years. We had nine albums, and it really did make a difference to us in the beginning. It meant that our songs, our videos, our content was coveted. Uh, And that created the conditions where we could then use that as a springboard to be able to afford to travel in the U.S. and other places and in the U.K. where we also built our career, but only because we had the resources to do so by finding some success in Canada.
0: Gian Gameshi, host of the CBC program Q, remembering a champion of Canadian culture, Pierre Junot. Junot died yesterday. He was 89 years old. Before we go, we owe you the answer to our geo-quiz. We are looking for a place north of Toronto where the group the Philosopher Kings are from and Gian Gameshi's own band, Moxie Fruvis. The answer is Thornhill. From the Nan and Bill Harris studios at WGBH in Boston, I'm Lisa Mullins. Thanks for listening. Well, you should see my story reading, baby. You should hear the things that she says. She said, hundred dead, I'd rather go to bed.